2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay-per-view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it. But I'll tell you how I take it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet. Global server network. All that good stuff. That's great. But a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay-per-views I buy. All the money we're spending. We're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see thanks to those services as well. Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you get on that UK time and watch them. Being able to change the interfaces of things like the WWE Network, maybe you don't like Peacock, anything like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest VPN on the planet. Also, You just get so much more out of your internet experience with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to to Fight and AEW Plus. Watch AEW without commercials. Uh, Watch bare-knuckle boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, welcome to Fightful. Here with a couple names you know. We've got the grizzled young vets, James Drake, Zach Gibson. It is incredible to have you guys here. It's been a wild uh, 365 days for the two of you.
3: Uh,
0: it's great to have you guys here.
3: Uh, thanks for having me, mate.
0: So, man where could we possibly start obviously a big big week for you guys ahead of tna no surrender uh how are you feeling going into this because i mean this is yet another opportunity for you two to be able to prove exactly what you've been saying for so many years um i mean
3: the 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 first thing i think about is just excitement you know like uh we have that excitement. We get that like fire in our belly again. It feels, very, it feels very similar to how we how we were at NXT UK, where within NXT UK everyone was there and everyone had a point to prove. Um, so obviously, when you watch the the takeovers at that time, every match was just knocking out of the park. You know what I mean? Like, so it kind of feels like that. It kind of feels you know we have a point to prove, um, but also uh, you know ABC have a point to prove. Um, so. It, it's it's just really exciting um and like sounds cliché it really does sound cliché but like as far as i'm concerned there isn't a day after like friday is the day i don't think about saturday that's that's the only thing on my mind right now so uh just really excited to kind of get stuck in and uh you know see what happens
4: yeah professionally i'm personally looking forward to this one uh tna's been great to us so far and this is the for for us, this is the biggest match that we've done there so far. The first two bouts in the best of three have been received really well, and honestly, I, I don't think we've, uh, I don't think we've scratched the surface. I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. So, I think people are going to be very su- pleasantly surprised with what uh, what we bring this weekend.
0: Yeah, I think ABC are just a, a phenomenal tag team. When they got paired together, I was like, mm-hmm. well, those are a couple of TV stars right there: Chris Bay, Ace Austin. Like they they were such a natural pairing as well. And a great continuation of, of Bullet Club as well. So I mean, it seems like they work well with almost anybody, and you guys sort of have that ability as well. To where we have seen you, you guys work such a variety of opponents and styles, and, and come out with great success.
4: Yeah, the, the boys are great.
0: Um, they're, they're in the position
4: that they're in for a reason. The top tier tag team, one of the best in the world, and being able to get in there with anyone and adapt to them is something that we've prided ourselves on so the very first time that we touched with abc we already knew like great chemistry straight out the gate so yeah this is going to be this is going to be a good one
0: now feel free to tell me to play in traffic but the question i've got from like (laughs) dozens of people is what is their contract status with tna is it a a full-time signing is it like per appearance are you guys on like a handshake how is that working with tna because I mean, they've had an awful lot of stuff change over the last several months from the rebrand to Scott Damore to uh, a lot of things.
4: Changes backstage is something that we've got very used to in the last yeah. uh, in the last 24 months. I don't know if it's, maybe it's us, maybe we maybe we show <laughs> up and that's what happens. Um, we are still currently independent and um, we have not signed exclusively with anyone just yet, but that's not to say that that's how things will remain. We we just wanted to stay independent just for a little while because of where we had, you know, because of what we had just been doing. We're enjoying exploring. We're enjoying um, casting the net out and then exploring our options. I have to say, if we get a good enough offer from somewhere, we're going to hear it and we're going to seriously consider it. So that, that's more or less where we're at right now.
3: Yeah, definitely. Just to kind of echo what uh, Zach's saying there, um, you know, <clears throat> we we decided to leave uh, WWE on our own terms. And that wasn't something overnight. That wasn't something that we've decided, you know, it was, it was something we would think about for a long time and it is a, a big decision. So we, we don't want to just hop from one thing to another without really thinking about what we want to do, you know, and uh, it sounds so, sounds so surreal and yeah, I don't know, I guess cliche, but like it feels as though out here in America with the independent circuit, we're kind of starting again on the independent circuit. We, 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 go back and forth to the uk you know like you know uh we do like you know rev pro you know progress wrestling and we've done a few others that we've you know did while we were growing up in wrestling and that's that's still home to us but now we we are green card holders we live in america you know we have our wives we have families out here um and it's just so much bigger like uh you hear this and you kind of go okay whatever but once you get you know your feet on the ground you start going for it you you're looking at the east to west coast, and then you're looking at all the things in the, in between. And it's just such a big, big scene. And uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it right now. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing different climates of wrestling fans as well, like what works in a certain place, what doesn't work in another place. You know, also hidden gems as well, like certain, certain talent that like, you've never heard of because they're not really active on social media. But wow, you know, there's some real hidden gems out there.
0: And, and you mentioned about how you guys are green card holders i remember i mean you guys have been back and forth uh overseas so much since you've become free agents there was somebody in our Q a that were like i thought you said they were based in the us and I'm like i swear they are they're just in demand all over the place uh one one of those places you talk about the climate you made your your uh, i guess post wwe debut at deadlock i love what they have done. Like they have cultivated such a phenomenal community and fan base and have generated buzz doing something completely different. What made you guys decide that's going to be the place where we're going to sort of at least make our first footprint?
4: It's so, Two things to factor into that. So one of them is, as you say, Deadlock are just doing such such great business making such a great buzz they have uh, really carved out a niche into their own brand as well so it's a identifiable brand like any new promotions trying to do something should probably take a look at what the boys are doing there because it does stand out from the pack right they're not the only one there's places like revolver who really have their own vibe to what they're doing at house of glory amazing red they it really, look, you can tell that they have their own vibe to what they're doing, and the timing was the other thing that factored in. So deadlock is somewhere that we would have jumped at any day of the week. Revolver, mm. we would have jumped at any day of the week, all these top promotions. Um, but the very next day from when our contract expired, because we did we had no no compete, uh, because we had asked for the release a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Um we ended up seeing the contract through to the end. So because the day after the contract expires, there is no no compete. The contract's over, and they had a show the very next day. So it was just like all the stars aligned. It was a top promotion to come straight back into. There's a lot of buzz around that promotion. The fans are passionate and they follow things, so it's not you know, they understand the inner workings of what's going on. And hey, like I say, yeah, all the stars aligned, and that was a, a special night for the two of us because it felt like obviously there's always going to be doubts, right? When you take when you make a decision, as JD alluded to. Um, this wasn't an overnight decision. This was something that we had thought about and gone back and forth with for quite a while. Eventually, we decided to pull the trigger, like, no, we think this is best for us. But naturally, then the doubt can start creeping in, like, oh, well, is this the right decision? And just in that moment, first day out on the independence, feeling that buzz from the, the passionate indie crowd again, we're like, no, we made the right decision.
3: Yeah, and just just to add on to that, like, um, we obviously now we're independent. We are doing, you know, the merch stand, uh, post shows or intervals or whatever. Um, at that DPW show, um, we did, uh, you know, we're at the merch stand at the end, but a lot of people were just so happy to just see us and just talk to us and also, you know, tell us their favorite memory of us. Um, a lot of people said that they got into wrestling or they found comfort within wrestling whilst COVID was, you know, at its highest. Um, and you, you know, you you get so stuck up in your your own bubble. Uh, you know, we were just so focused on, you know, our, you know, pushing our career forward that, you know, we really don't get to connect with fans as much. So as soon as we finished our DPW show and we had people just talking to us, telling us, you know, their favorite memory of us or how happy they are to see us and, you know, X, Y and Z, it, it just solidified that this was the right option for us.
0: You guys mentioned that this wasn't an overnight decision. I believe word emerged probably about 10 months ago, maybe uh, late March, late April, that you guys had asked for your releases from WWE. What went into that? And and first off, was that accurate? Second off, like what, what made you finally say, you know what, I think it's best that we move on from here. James, we, we can start with you. So... Um...
3: I mean yeah it was around about March April. I think to be honest it was around about just after uh you know NXT takeover um WrestleMania um we we did that show uh and we we did we did honestly the match we did on that show I thoroughly enjoyed the crowd were going crazy for it it was a very story driven match really happy with the match um but it just felt at that time it felt like that was our you know exit for us um you know, it uh, it hasn't. It wasn't at that point we decided it was something we were. You know, within conversation for a good year before then, um, as you know, we we saw a lot of our colleagues move on from the the brand um, as they you know as they thought what was best for them, and a lot of them have done well for themselves. Um, it just felt like we were without without trying to say we're victims because we're not, but we were just victims of bad timing. When it came to you know um, our career within NXT America, um, the original plan was we were going to move out at the beginning of January 2020. Um, we were actually in the process of going back and forth in January 2020 to March 2020. Uh, every mo- every week we were doing NXT UK- uh, NXT TV on a Wednesday at the time. We were flying home. We were finishing up our US sorry UK Indies on the weekends. Then we'd pack our bags, take more of our stuff over to an apartment that WWE, um, you know, was very kindly offered us. uh, And we'd actually move all of our belongings over there over a six week period. And on that final week, when we actually got rid of all of our stuff, we got landlocked in the UK for COVID. Um, But that was the original, you know, plan was for us to move out then. And then, you know, steamroll into the WrestleMania takeover that year. Um, and at the time that's when they were doing arenas. Um, and you know, the, the, brand itself was, you know, red hot, um, and obviously COVID happened and, you know, a lot worse things happen in life than our careers. Um, and then, uh, we got back, we had about six to eight months of, you know, good stuff on NXT. We did stuff with MSK. We did stuff with Champer and Thatcher, some stuff I really, really thoroughly enjoyed, Um, and then 2.0 happened and that was a big overhaul of everything.
0: Um, how did you guys feel about that? Sorry to interject, but that was was a categorical shift. In fact, I, Mm -hmm. I was sort of given this weird, like heads up on it because I remember Wheeler Yuta had a tryout and they didn't bring him in and they're like, he checks every box that they want on NXT. So one of the people that was in charge of bringing people in was like I think we're in for a change because I don't know why we wouldn't sign him like he he checks so many different boxes he's moldable but he's still young and then NXT 2.0 happened and it was just so different I don't want to
4: air too much of um of WWE's dirty laundry because that's obviously for them to that's for them to talk sure. about but there was a lot of changes is the the simple way to talk about this like there were so many changes happening backstage that uh, one week there was this new directive. They just tore it all down, decided to go in this completely new direction. So now the writers have a completely new direction to go with. They have uh, new targets and quotas that they have to hit. We have to put X amount of you know, new athletes on the show. So suddenly we're not the focus anymore. And then two weeks go by, there's another catas- <laughs> uh, huge shift behind the scenes. Oh, now, now we're doing this. Because they were just... I don't know what the fuck they were doing for like a better ten, to be honest. <laughs> but it was changing every every week. It seemed, and there's so many things going on. Until they finally found their feet again, uh, or maybe not found their feet the right way, but until they had decided fully what they were doing. There was a couple of weeks where it was just a different thing every single week, a different directive every single week, and within that period of chaos we we were not the focus and again it's they they don't owe us anything the company owes us nothing pro wrestling owes us nothing but as us you know we care about our own career like our main focus is our career their main focus may not be but our main focus is so when when we don't become the focus anymore and when we start getting shifted into a different role where we almost become player coaches you know on, on screen, we're kind of helping out a lot more talent. Well, then over a longer period, we realise, well, our career is not going anywhere right now. This is not going in the direction that we want it yeah. to. Um, the money is good, but it's not worth feeling this way. So it's time to
3: move on and go and have fun again. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's a nice compliment and it really is a nice compliment when, you know, the office trusts you to to guide people through live TV. Like, because a lot of people, and again, like a lot of people have done amazing for themselves, but at that time, they were literally thrown in the deep end, like mm-hmm. really thrown in the deep end, um, and they've done really well for themselves now. Um, but it was it was a nice compliment, and the, it was it was nice that they trusted us to get people through, you know, two segment, three segment matches, but then, like you know, uh, Zach said, then like we became player coaches, and you know, for what it's worth, we became. Uh, I felt we became old furniture, so to speak, because of how quickly everything turns over there. Uh, and especially with NXT, you know, it's such a fast mo- uh, business model where, you know, characters are on TV for six months to a mo- to a year, maybe two years at a max, and then they're off onto the main roster. Well, by the time me and, you know, Zach decided, we were already three, three years in. And, uh, you know, we were very much good tools for them to get people ready. Um, but again, like that's not what it's not. It's a. It's a, again, good, good money. And it's, you know, a comfortable job as in like myself and Zach, we didn't have to turn up to the PC. Like the PC was for people who were learning to wrestle. We didn't have to do that. Like our actual schedule near the end was just a Tuesday. And I live 10 minutes away from the, the performance center. So, I would do my match Uh, and then I'd go home and, you know, see my lovely dogs and my wife and it'd be very comfortable. Like like right now, very comfortable, but that's not what I moved away from my friends and family and why we didn't close our business in the UK. Um, It's not what we did. It's not what we've sacrificed all this for. Um, And it wasn't, it wasn't a fallout or anything with the, with the company. It was just, we need to move on to either, move on and just progress our careers elsewhere and you know never look back or you know go elsewhere and if everything you know aligns a certain way we might go back but we just don't know how things are going we just know we needed to shake it up
0: so how was that conversation when you guys did ask for your release like how how were they how did they tell you no like did you did you have to ask someone? Did you have to write in and, and await a response? I'm very interested in how that process even goes.
4: Again, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much of the uh, the full office in a work we should necessarily um, pass on, but we we do go in physically and we talk to the bosses and we just told them clear as day. Joe. We didn't want to pull any punches or hide anything. And again, to, to reiterate what James had just said, it, it wasn't a fallout. A lot of people... A lot of people think that some of the moves that we made was like a big fuck you to the company, and it, it just wasn't. It was all completely selfish, to be honest.
0: It was all about yeah, I was, I was definitely hoping I'd hear about you putting your finger in Norman Smiley's <laughs> face and being like, let me out of my deal. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's
4: it's like the up. loveliest man in the world. I would do and ever. then dance. <laughs> That's what he would do. No, we, we We went straight in. Uh, we talked to the head coaches, and we just told um, – and. Um, matt bloom and Shawn michaels and we just told them exactly exactly where we were at you know like it, it felt at the time like if we were to stay it was almost as good as like a retirement um yes yeah. when we just weren't progressing we weren't enjoying it i honestly started getting to a point where i was thinking i don't even know if i, I don't know if i like wrestling anymore maybe that's what it is maybe i just don't even enjoy this anymore i know now that, that's definitely not the case because I just wasn't enjoying what we were doing. It wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't enough money for me to, as I say, mm-hmm. essentially retire. If you're going to make me a millionaire, I'll, I'll retire for that money. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't enough money for me to give up on the thing that I've done my entire life. Um, so we just went in, we told them exactly where we were at. We said, look, you know, we're, we came here to progress to the main roster with x y and z in place and with how we're being presented we don't think we're getting there for a long time and if we do stick to this and scratch and claw and keep on doing what you guys are asking us to do it's still not guaranteed that we'll get there Uh, again james alluded to it earlier we took we decided to make that make that move to to go elsewhere because we can enjoy it elsewhere if we find that we are fulfilled and we manage to pick up another deal elsewhere that pays all the bills and keeps us happy then maybe that's the final move for us where we go away but also we wouldn't be the first people in this industry to sidestep to go elsewhere carry on doing what you're doing enjoy yourself out there rebuild make yourself a name and then circle back you know obviously Cody Rhodes is the one that everybody talks about because he's currently circled back in a very um explosive way straight into the main event scene top guy on the brand but so some people will naturally be like trying to compare us to or someone like a cody Rhodes, but he's again he's not the only guy to do something like that you've got um, a yeah. true drew, drew mcintyre did it in a similar way massive came back straight into main event scene you've also got guys up and down the card you got guys right at the bottom of the card who did this in their own way you've got guys in the middle of the card um I won't go into individual details because there's probably a thousand already springing to your head anyway. <laughs> um, but there are so many examples of people leaving a company, coming straight back in the future. So it, the, the door's still open. The relationships are still there. Uh, it's just on us now as to as to what happens next. And we're not forcing anything. We're just going with it, seeing what happens
0: and enjoying ourselves. And, and for what it's worth. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. working together to keep our country and community safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join US Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
3: When we went in to explain this, it wasn't like, you know, kicking a door down, going, hey, we fucking quit or anything like that. It was like, we, we messaged, we messaged, uh, you know, the office the night before, like, can we meet up, you know, on the Monday? You know, it's like the, hey, we need to talk sort of text. Um, And then when we had the conversation with, you know, Matt Bloom and Shawn Michaels, like they weren't surprised. Like, I think if they were active wrestlers, you know, in their youth and they were in our situation, I feel like they would have probably done the same thing. Um, You know, it was just kind of like, yeah, you boys need to, you know, shake it up, or so to speak, and, you know, do what's best for you.
0: What do the names Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed mean to each one of you, uh, personally, professionally? Is it something you grown at? Something you look at affectionately? Are you indifferent to it? How do you feel about it now?
3: Um, for me, is it was well, it's, it's very much dead. Um, but um, it, it's a means to an end where, um, they were kind of. You know, without, we're not going into so much stuff. You know, uh, Laurenitis was running around wild, getting rid of people left, right and centre. Um, <laughs> people in the people in the office, you know, saw our value and wanted to keep us. And from what we've heard, we were on the chopping block anyway. As you know, with, every, with all, the, all the other 40 people, we were also on that chopping block. And people within the office had to really fight for to keep us because we were helping other people on the show. And it, it felt like they were kind of, um, you know, it was kind of like told like, okay, we get to keep them, but we can't keep them as they are. Uh, what do we do? And it's kind of like scrambling. And it felt like, especially the first first six months of Schism, when we were wearing the white and Jack was wearing the black, and we were very much just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's you know, I'm not saying something's better off or for worse, but if you watch it, the character development was very hollow. It felt like it was just kind of like, you're now in white and you're in black, but don't ask why. So if we asked like, can we thicken this out or how do you want this? They, they, most of the time they wouldn't know the answer. So it just kind of felt like a means to an end as in like, here's, in, here's the names, like here's this, like just try and make it work. Um, and that's kind of how it felt, you know? And especially at the time with... They went through a weird, they went through a weird portion of um, 2.0, and I th- I personally think it's it's quite dated, uh, where they came back to like the 80s characters, where it felt like you know you aren't the wrestler who you know so happens to you know be in a cult. It's it's you are a cult, and you just like doing wrestling on the side. It felt like everyone was these over the top characters but then you watch the main roster and you look you look at people like you know judgment day who weren't these over the top you know caricatures they were like these thickened out characters like if you asked me like what is a Damien Priest it's you, you can't you can't say he's a milkman or whatever you know what I mean like Damien Priest is a thickened out character but then if you look on the NXT portion of things because obviously everything progresses if you asked us what what's a Rip Fowler or what's a Jagger Reed, like if you asked us as well, we would go, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Fair.
3: Yeah.
4: Again, just at the time that that was introduced, um, we, we spoke earlier about how there were so many changes happening behind the scene almost every couple of weeks. There was something new or some new directive. That kind of happened along with the schism stuff coming in because the initial pitch was not how it played out either. So I no. think even it was just changing every other week we, we got a pitch we were like okay this is different and we're not doing anything let's go for it and then a couple of weeks later the pitch has completely changed but we've already sort of <laughs> we're already in it so now we're stood there dressed in fucking velvet robes sweating <laughs> our balls off in florida going what the fuck is this this is what we agreed to and then a couple of weeks later we're doing something else wild and then before you know it you're still
0: there dressed in black and white with no fucking clue what we're doing it's yeah. very common that that's how things happen like i remember when i first heard about what diamond mine was supposed to be and it was like arturo Huas and uh like marina shafir and stokely and somebody else and then in four months they had brought people in fired a bunch of them and replaced them and you know, Ivy and the Creeds were great. It's just that was categorically different than what was laid out prior. Yeah, and so, again, yeah. it's like
4: some people always, they want, like, a finger to point, you know, like, who did this to my precious GYV? Um, <laughs> that, that's me saying that, by the way. That's not <laughs> No, uh, Some people want, like, a finger to point or they want to know who it is. But ultimately, it's just such a huge company that sometimes the writers will start doing one thing. Uh, elsewhere a completely different department fire the people that those writers were writing for so then the writers go like oh well I've already started this so they have to pivot and then someone else comes in and says no the new company directive is that we're pushing young athletes you need to put them in so now that's getting changed it's just there's a there's a lot of different departments who can accidentally step on each other and at that time in wrestling they were stepping on each other on a weekly basis again I'm, i might that might not be completely accurate as to how it played out but that's at least from where i was sat how things were coming the the direction was changing all the time and no one was like out to get us or out to put us down it's just the it's just the way that it played out we found ourselves situationally in that spot and it was not the spot for us yeah definitely
0: and uh Obviously, you got the Rock's daughter that is inserted into there. Was there some sort of unique pressure associated with that? I mean, just because of who it is and all that. I'm pretty sure by then everybody at the PC kind of knew her anyway. She had been around for quite a while. But how how were you all feeling with with her being added?
3: So uh, this is a this is one of the only times I've really like put my foot down on a lot of things Uh, for the best. I think personally, I still do think it it was for the best. When we were told Simone was going to be involved with us, we were still wearing black and white and it was very hollow. The development of characters. Um, And uh, I remember we were speaking, we were speaking, uh, we were all speaking all the schism, you know, with Simone, you know, getting ready for it. And uh, we all just knew like, there wasn't really, as you know, what Jack said then, like there was was so much, uh, you know, change that no one really knew what was going on, but it was like the train's going, do you know what I mean? But we just don't know where the destination is. So there was so much change and we had to just tell them like, this is kind of what we see where it's going to be a big thing when, you know, Ava makes her debut on TV. How about we try and make this, you know, uh, group cool, like, cause right now it isn't, it doesn't, it reeks of uncool. Like there's nothing about it that's, I know I'm saying everyone has to be cool, but like everyone's a product, but you have in best intentions for like, if someone's going to debut, they want to be part of something that's already got some, you know, development. And then we came together and we, we, you know, developed the tree roots. We developed their masks with, you know, writing on them. Uh, and like, instead of us wearing black and white, we were all wearing like grungy sort of clothes and it was really, like, that was the landing point. As soon as Simone or Ava, sorry, was, like, debuting, that was our big shift into developing a better schism, essentially, because it could go one way or the other. It could be, like, you know, uh, Simone is Ava, Ava Simone. I never refer to her as the Rock's daughter. She is her own person. Sure, but But, you know, when she makes her debut on TV, there's going to be loads of news articles saying Rock's daughter debuts, but imagine, and this is what I said to you know the office at the time I said, imagine Rockstar debuts, and then me and you know Zach are wearing black and white and it's just very like weird, but it's, it doesn't look cool. But I, I said to them, you can ride that momentum if everyone looks cool. So people who are seeing these headlines who aren't even in wrestling, they see this thing. They see like, you know, Rockstar debuts. And then we've all got these like purge masks on, and we all look kind of maniacal, and it's us maniacal, sorry. And it's now you've got a bit of a hook where it could be one way or the other. It could be oh my god she's doing this, or it could be oh my god she's doing this. Like it could be good or bad, and it's depending on how we all look and how we all you know present ourselves. And as soon as I said that, they they were completely fine. The office like understood it and said yep, yeah, let's do this.
0: Yeah and. In- so I mean, you you finally end up leaving WWE. How was sort of the farewell, saying bye to everybody, your last day there? Uh, I, I mean, I always heard you guys were really well liked. People wanted you around there. Obviously, there were a lot of people who saw you guys as valuable as well. But I think the writing was on the wall that you guys were were hitting the bricks.
3: Um, well, we didn't really. We had a final day, but it wasn't. We didn't know it was to be our final day. Um, We didn't know if we were going to come back in and just like you, they have extra ring times where you can go in and just move around the rings. I think we went to one or two of them after our cage match. We had a cage match with the creeds. Um, and on that day, like no one told us that that's the, you know, final thing for us, but we kind of felt it, you know what I mean? You kind of feel it. Um, so we didn't really have that. Uh, we had a few lovely messages from people that we highly, highly respect. um, and that's cool. You know, it wasn't like straight after the match or anything. It was like, we've done the match. It was like the next day or the day after we were just getting these texts from people. So it was on their mind. And they actively went out the their way to, you know, drop us a message. Just go, just so you know, FYI, we think this. Uh, it was really nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, I don't think we had that final day. And I don't think I would have wanted it because it just felt, would have felt weird. Um, just kind of do our job and we'll see you around, sort of thing.
4: Yeah, and we were obviously gearing up to get straight back out uh, elsewhere, so that was more of our focus. But uh, as JD said, uh, the last, it, rather than the last day, it was kind of like a last couple of weeks where we would have the we had the last match on TV. Once we had figured out that that was the last match, we had spoke to all of the agents that we'd worked with, spoke to all the coaches. We kept we went in for a couple of like uh, open ring sessions to keep ourselves fresh because we knew that we would be jumping straight back into work as soon as the contract was up and in those last couple of training sessions we were still jumping in with the boys and doing bits and bobs so uh I think some people thought it would be this big end day like it's a retirement but it's just <laughs> it, it, but it wasn't right like we literally went back to work the very next day as soon as the deal was up so it it's always weird like as, even though there was like this huge change happening everything about it just felt quite normal it felt like what we were supposed to be doing at the time and wrestling such a weird thing that it just it just carries on <laughs> wrestling just yeah. carries on we knew it would You know, we, we didn't expect the company to struggle without us we're not that delusional uh, we knew everything would carry on we knew everything would be fine we knew this was just a move for us and it, it has worked our own personal stock has gone up and ultimately that was the goal um but yeah just to come back to that question sorry the last few weeks was just kind of we're just telling the boys like this isn't a it wasn't a goodbye i think that's why it wasn't sure. so weird it was just the, like we'll, we'll see you guys around see you guys on the road again we'll see you guys somewhere and we still keep in touch with a load of people we left on good terms with i, w- I would say everyone there not really a person to make enemies i might be wrong some people are, <laughs> some people there might fucking hate us for it but it's uh, <laughs> not how that's not how our brains work we just s- said our goodbyes to everyone stayed on good terms get back in get stuck into the indies
0: and uh, pretty quickly, you all ended up in what is now TNA. How did that come about? Who did you reach out to or who reached out to you?
3: So I think the the original conversation was with, uh, well, we did a, we did a pro, uh, promo to get back onto the independents. We had that out. And uh, I think it went like we were trending in America for the day, uh, which is quite cool. Like it, Grizzler and veterans are, are trending like off our own back. That was cool. Um, and uh, Josh Alexander, Quote tweeted it, and you know, pretty much said that you know love to fight us. So, uh, you know, I went back and forth with him. We started t- we started chatting, and uh, I think that was like the original. You know, uh, would you be interested? You know, um, because obviously he he's, he's quite you know friendly with Scott and other people there, and obviously he's you know as far as I'm concerned, over the past few years he's been missed the TNA or missed the sure. Impact. You know what I mean? He's been smashing it there. Um, and it was one of them. It wasn't like, let's talk straight away. But it was like, if you're talking to people, you know, we would also, you know, hey, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're also open to hear things. And it was, I think by then, the Impact announced the, you know, the rebrand to TNA at that point. Which obviously, if everyone's watched that, like, oh, it was great. You know what I mean? That was great. Everyone wanted it. So, um, and we, we grew up on uh, there was a there was a show in the there was a channel in the UK called the Wrestling Channel. Actually a thing in the UK and it was just a channel that had wrestling 24-7 on it. Um and it had when we were growing up it had TNA on. Uh, and when we were like you know 10 to 15, that was pretty much our only direct link to TNA wrestling. But at that time when you already all you know is WWE and you're seeing this like know six sided ring and you're seeing the x divisions going wild and then you're like what's this like so it was definitely one of those things where like you know like we've decided to leave WWE, and it's not just kind of like right what where do we want to land next it's actually like okay when we decide to retire when we decide to call it a day with wrestling i want to personally tick every box that's possible you know, everything that I've grown up watching, uh, every, you know, arena that I've always like thought about performing in, I want to do that now. Um, you know, I don't want to just decide to leave, you know, the biggest wrestling company in the world just for, you know, nothing. Like, I want to actually make sure I'm doing these things. So as soon as there was an opportunity to do TNA, the thing I grew up watching, it was kind of a bit of a, you know, a no brainer.
4: Yeah. yeah, like T- TNA is TNA's great. And it, it was something that we watched when we were growing up, as JD was just mentioning there, um, when we were getting into the job especially. So when we were actually starting to train ourselves and like the TNA rosters comprised of guys like AJ, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Unbelievable. Uh, and then the, the whole bill was great. So then the fact that it was all the stars aligned again, uh, yeah. Scott and Tommy Dreamer reached out to us, tried to put some, uh, some sort of deal together. We told them we were interested in doing more than just a one-off. And it just the way that the stars aligned was that we actually got to make our debut on the relaunch of tna that, that's pretty cool so yeah, that, that's that was exactly just one of those cool. things like it just it just felt right it felt like the right thing to do at the time and um the second we walked backstage as well it was one of those immediate similar to when we first walked through the curtain at dpw and we were like yeah we made the right decision we walked into the backstage at tna it took all the five minutes and the two of us looking at each other saying we, we've made a great decision here that locker room is just one of the absolute best in the world nobody's trying to step on anyone nobody's like there's no politics back there uh, again that's not necessarily i'm not trying to direct that at any other company i'm 100 just focusing on how positive that locker room is there it's just incredible uh, Every everyone's everyone's there to elevate the show and to elevate each other it's a great atmosphere to be part of and then obviously the shows themselves are being sick as well
0: as we uh, wrap up, I want to thank you guys for being so generous with your time. Uh, what are your goals now that you are out on your own? I mean, obviously, AEW runs what appears to be a pretty gigantic annual show at Wembley every year. <laughs> I know that when you guys asked for your release, there were immediate people saying, "Grizzled young vets, FTR, fantasy booking that for for Wembley." What are some of the things that you guys want to accomplish? Uh, James, I to think- we'll start with you. Yeah. Um I mean, you know, like
3: there's a lot, but hey, Wembley sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so uh it's one of those things like my mom, uh my mum's not in best of health. Uh she hasn't been for quite a few years, uh, so she hasn't had the opportunity to see me live ever. Um, which is crazy because I've been wrestling now for nearly 19 well next week would be 19 years. Um And she was the one who actually, you know, got me to start training. Um, So my dad sent me, uh, but like my mum hasn't, and she's never had the, you know, chance to really see me. uh, To see me at Wembley, you know, to get my family over to arguably the biggest wrestling show in the UK. Um, Yeah, that would be pretty cool. (laughs) It'd be pretty much, it'd be cool to kind of like show my family like, yeah, I'm not around much these days and I know it's hard for me and for you uh, but this is why I'm doing this and look at you know what we're doing. And then obviously on top of that, if we were to wrestle someone like FTR um, you know, uh, poo, I mean just cancel tag team wrestling after it. Just cancel it because <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, if that's the case, if we you know, if all stars align and you know, we end up resting those boys. Uh like I'm I'm not thinking about tomorrow. Like that is that is it, you know. So uh you know my body can my I can deal with my body tomorrow. Future James can deal with that. But um yeah like it would be a special match and we would make sure I mean I can obviously speak on the boys as well because they take a lot of pride in their work. Uh the match itself would be um amazing. It would just be amazing.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
4: Yeah, so obviously just whatever we're we're looking to do next, we kind of have already alluded to a little bit that we're just taking it as it comes, enjoying everything because one of the things that we loved about the job in the first place was the fact that you get to travel the world and go to all these crazy places and Mm. Joe, everyone naturally sees the career and they, they focus on the sort of WrestleManias, Slammversaries, All In's, they're the shows that they focus on, whereas the boys backstage very rarely talk about those big shows because often they're quite um, uneventful. Most of the best stories come from the terrible small shows in dodgy corners of the world that nobody thought had wrestling and really yeah. that was one of the things that pulled me back to the indies was the fact that we get to travel again and we get to go and do these little shows and we get to watch things go horrendously wrong and we get <laughs> to <laughs> and we get to spend weeks in countries that i haven't visited or cities and towns that i haven't visited i'm really enjoying doing all of that stuff um as far as like what where, what company we're aiming to land at, we're just going wherever it's most fun obviously money does attract you to places if AW uh, if, the, if the timing does end up right and we end up at AW we're going to be very happy if the timing keeps us at TNA for a bit longer we're going to be happy there because we're enjoying ourselves there if it takes us back yeah. to WB we'll be happy there we've had a great time there in the past just taking it as it comes as far as um big matches that are still out there the Hardy Boys is one that the two of us have wanted to tick off the Motor City yep. machine guns is a match that we absolutely must do at some point we get requested a lot Uh, The young books is a match that I think a lot of people would really enjoy. Uh, But again, the one that we get requested the most is the match with FTR. I think it's obvious. I think it writes itself. And I think the first promotion to book GYV against the FTR are are the winners.
0: Guys, as we wrap up again, thank you guys so much for being so generous with your time. Uh, Let us know where, where people can follow you, support you, and, and share what you're doing. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you.
4: Do you know what? My Twitter got messed up and I don't even know my own handle anymore. Like, a, I can tell you. Like I DM, I <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm Zach Gibson, I'm Zach Gibson, I'm Zach Gibson a 01 on Instagram and I'm Zach Gibson GYV, I believe, on Twitter. There you go. Because yeah. they haven't, Yeah, there we go. If they haven't been able to fix it yet. It's it's killing me.
3: I, I lost my uh, old
4: handle when everything got changed over and in the chaos uh, of everything. I haven't been able to get it back. Uh, and, then, uh,
3: know. <laughs> and then uh, mine's uh, the same on both. It's James Drake Pro. Um, but I'm sure if you click on Zach's or mine, we have everything interlinked. So you'd see both of ours,
0: you know, well, guys, thank you all so much. I am so excited to see what you guys do next. And I mean, I know what you're doing next. You got TNA, no surrender, big match this weekend. Very excited for that. Two of the best tag teams in the world until next time, guys, we're out. Take it easy. See you in a bit.